Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey guys, before we get started, just a quick reminder that all the information in this podcast is of a general nature and not tailored to your personal circumstances. So please seek personal financial advice before acting on this information. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cash Talk. And once again, I'm here joined by co-host Mason. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Now, with 2022 coming to a close, we thought we'd dive a little bit deeper into what people can do uh, for the remainder of the year and really trying to set them up for the next 12 months to smash their financial and lifestyle goals. Now, Mason, we're obviously working with a lot of people. What's maybe some things that they can start with right now um, and not wait for 2023? Or what can they start doing now? Yeah, well, how about, I think, assess where we started at start 22 mm. and then maybe look, okay, what have we achieved this year? So, there'll be some good things, there were some bad things. Mm. You can learn from the past 12 months though, last mm. maybe 24 months. Let's mm. see, have we achieved the things we wanted to achieve? And if not, mm. why didn't we? I think that's the key one. And mm. if you did achieve some things, mm. pay yourself on the back. I think it's a good time to reflect and say, yep, we've done it, fantastic. Now what's next? Yeah. Reflection is very important because you want to see about what you set last year and what you set this, you know, what you can set next year, and, and look at those tweaks and maybe learn from your own um, failures or from your own successes and try and really focus on those areas as well too. And I think it's it's really good to have a reflection because we sometimes beat ourselves up day to day, week by week. But when you look back in the twelve months, and I know that I'm doing it at the moment, twenty twenty two was an amazing year for us, um, and you know, hopefully, it was an amazing year for you too. But I think being able to just reflect on that, write that down, really pencil in, you know, where was I 12 months ago? You could probably start easily with maybe financially just where you were 12 months ago, but then also what are the little highlights that you've done? Have you gone on holidays? Have you enjoyed certain things? Have you, you know, maybe upgraded certain stuff in your life? Like what has that looked like? And then also how do you feel? I think is a big one. Try to reflect on how you felt 12 months ago and how you feel now. And that will be a really good recording for you because when you do this again next year and you start getting into that rhythm, you start really feeling you know, how, you fe- how you're feeling and your well-being should be getting better if you're knocking off these goals. And I think the other one is around too is how confident you are getting to where you ultimately want to go. So making sure if you haven't written it down, what's your big audacious goal that we're trying to achieve? And in most people's cases that we work with, it's to be financially free and to have a really fulfilled life. And what does that actually mean to them? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so easy to forget what we've achieved. It seems like we tick something off, then we're already we're on to the next thing. And we just take that time, pause, reflect. It's a really good one and makes us, makes us feel good. And makes us, gives that, the, the endorphins get released. It's fantastic and we, we can go again. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really, really great time of year to do that. And as you said, writing these things down and then reflecting on your reflection mm. back on, oh, I felt that way now. Mm. But I think John, at the, at the moment with rising interest rates, I know we keep talking mm. about it, but people's confidence is probably a little bit down. Mm. What do you say to those people? Yeah, I, I think it's a matter of to understand the situation you're in and, and get comfortable with the situation we're in. When we talk about rates specifically, I don't think the rates are going to be moving anytime soon. You know, you're probably going to have to start getting familiar with it. So when you're getting familiar with it, look at it and say, okay, well, what can I adjust? What can I do? How can I set myself up in 2023 for the most amount of gains? And, and we always talk about the three levers, elevate your income, reduce your expenses and revise your goals. And they're the three biggest things and the levers that we can pull on to really set that 2023 up in, a, in the right way. 
But I think as also as well too, is if you're looking at your reflection, you maybe haven't got to where you, you, you wanted to, you've got to also think about and be honest with yourself. Are you, one, setting the goals too high? Are you setting the bar too high? Um, do you need help? Yeah, do you actually need help? And it's okay to need help. You know, I, um, I've seen, you know, specialists and doctors and coaches for many, many facets of my life. Um, it's okay to ask for help. And I think it's probably more detrimental for you not to ask for help than to ask for help. Absolutely, it is. I think financial advice and personal training, mm. they go hand in hand. And they, there's so many parallels there. Mm. Getting a coach to accelerate your goals, mm. this makes sense. Or you can sort of stay stuck in a bit of limbo, mm. um, try and do it all yourself. And it's like, oh, why am I not getting the results I want to? Mm. Is it worth paying someone else to help you out to get a result, not only get the result, but get it quicker? Yeah. You can be much happier if you get that result quicker. And you can say, be really proud of yourself. So I think that's a really key one and just paying for that help actually pays for itself, if not cr mm. provides greater value mm. down the line. So I think that's a really great tip you gave there. Mm. When we reflect on these goals though, John, how often should we be reflecting? How often should we be checking in? Because mm. it could be too often, but it also sometimes we leave it for too long. What's, mm. a, what's a good period of time? And does yeah. it depend on the goal as well mm. with how long we should check in? Yeah, I think, listen, at least once a year, you should be checking in on these goals, um, especially on the big audacious goal. Because the big audacious goal is usually 10, 15, 20 years away. So you want to be just making sure that you're stepping in that right direction. But if you think about that big audacious goal as being like um, the, the, the top of the mountain, you've got all these steps that you need to do to get there. So when you're making goals, it's around what's the next 12 months look like to get me to closer to that goal. Okay, so when you break it down into that, you're then breaking it up into 12 monthly goals. And so you have to check in on them at least at 12 months, but highly recommended to do it every three to six months, okay? Because you really wanna be at the, at the three month mark saying, okay, well, where, were, where was I three months ago? Where am I now? And where do I need to be in the next three months? And people might think it's overkill, but it's not. It's those little tweaks, it's those one degrees of changes that make a compounding effect over the next three months, over the next 12 months, and so on and so forth. So, Usually my recommendation is around every 90 days. And um, it might be as simple as just reminding yourself of the goal itself, okay? And making sure you're sticking to it. Now, there's a lot of um, uh, science around creating habits, okay? And it boils down into habits as well. If you're trying to create new daily habits, well, you need to do them repetitively and check in them on them regularly as well too. Um, and remember, when it comes to the wealth game and creating a fulfilled life as well, it's about creating new habits and new behaviors. Mm. So if you wait too long to kind of check in on your progress, how do you know you're progressing in the right way and how, how do you know that you're creating those right behaviors? That's, I think that's a really good point. I think every nine days is probably that, that, that sweet spot, isn't mm. it? It's not too, not too frequently, but it's not too long either. And mm. I think as well, when we're checking in regularly, we, we change, our goals mm. do change. So if we, if we leave it for too long, it's like, oh, I actually don't even want that thing anymore. Mm. You've, you've been going down this wrong pathway for mm. maybe it's been two, three years, oh, sugar, I need mm. to go back and re-pivot. But if you're doing it every three months, mm. that misdirect isn't as much. Yeah, cool. So the, the realignment's not gonna be as difficult and mm. you're gonna get to that life you really, really want quicker. So I think that's the key there, isn't it, John? Yeah, 100%. And I think, it, like, I see this unfortunately all the time that people are trying to find this kind of magic bullet or this magic pill and they wanna have this like game plan that's gonna kind of set them up for the rest of their life. The reality is, is that we 
we create pretty whiz bang plans for people, like amazing ones. But there's there's the but to this. And the but to it is that you need to stick to it. These plans are five, 10, 15, 20 years away. If you don't create a system and a program to keep you accountable, check in when you need to check in, that plan is most likely going to fail. Yeah, like high, high, high level of probability it's going to fail. And if you think I'm talking rubbish, I just want you to think about your life maybe five or 10 years ago. And think about where it is today and how much has changed. 10 years ago, I had no children. I wasn't even married at that point, let alone where I am now. Mm. You take into consideration my business scenario, and I'm not even taking into consideration the economic side of things. Mm. You take in tax changes, law changes, economic environments. There's just so much that changes that that plan, it's essentially like milk in the fridge. As soon as, it, as, soon as you take it out, it just starts to expire straight away. So that is the same when you're creating a game plan for yourself. So when you go to 2023 and you're creating that plan, what are you doing to stay sticking to it? What are you doing to, 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 to make sure that you've got that robust system that as life is changing, you're adjusting? And it might be that in 90 days, not much changes, but I can assure you that in six months it does. Yeah, and, and it might not be your life. It might be the things that are around you that are changing. You hit the nail on the head there. I think that last point you just made there, bit of genius in that. It's not just what's happening to you. Yeah. It's what's happening to other people as well that's going to affect your life. Yeah. There's so many outliers that are so beyond your control. As you said, it's like taking that milk out of the fridge. Like that, that financial plan, while it's yeah. fantastic, yeah. it needs to be stuck to, number one. Mm-hmm. It needs to be updated yeah. as things come along because, as you said, laws change, you change. And we can't predict these things. We can guess. Yeah. We do our best to guess, but it's going to change. And that's yeah. why our ongoing service to our members is so crucial. Um, and that's why we, we love catching up with everyone every 90 days because even when you're meeting with these people every 90 days, their life's changing. You're sort of growing with them as well. It's like, oh, this is really exciting. Like, you got oh, you did that thing. Fantastic. How'd you go? Oh, you're pregnant. Fantastic. Family's growing. This is awesome. So it's all these different things, all these all these curveballs. And it makes our jobs really exciting, doesn't it, to, to do these things for our members. That's that's it. And the biggest thing is as well too, and you look at every, anyone's life, you know, you're talking about, for example, people that might have growing families and that their, their lives are rapidly changing personally. But you also might have someone who's in their more mature years and they might feel that their life's not changing much. They're stuck in their ways. But there's a lot changing around them. And that's the thing that people miss. It's like, you know, oh, I'm in the same job, I'm in the same environment, I'm in the same, and nothing needs to change. Mm. The reality is, is that the journey to get to Everest is not easy street. It's not like just plot it out, go where you're gonna go. Like the probability of like making it to the summit of Everest is like ridiculous. It's the same when you're trying to get to these big audacious goals. Mm. Not everyone can make it to the summit where they want to. And especially if you're not doing the right things, not training properly, not checking in, not setting mini goals, you're not keeping yourself motivated, all of this stuff, you're not going to get there. Mm. And I think a big thing about what we're talking about now, which is something around creating a really good reflection period right now, setting yourself up for next 12 months, is also just to, sorry, also to appreciate that everything you're doing is to create a fulfilled life. Okay, it's, it, that's the key. The key is to create a fulfilled life. So if you're looking also back on your life when you're reflecting and you feel that you're not having a more fulfilled life, you're not living life on your terms, it should be a key indicator that you're not progressing in the right way. Your money might be growing. Your money might be doing everything it wants to do. But I know a hell of a lot of rich people that are absolutely miserable. 
it's, it's, it's a sad one, isn't it, John? Unfortunately, the, um, no matter how many zeros you have in that bank account, unfortunately, sometimes you're just not happy. Um, mm. So you've got to really align the capital with the goals. And I'd like to say to some clients, life's not a rehearsal. Mm. Like, it's, it's, you do it once. Like, mm. make sure you're, you're doing what you want to do and you're doing everything in your power mm. to get that thing that you want to get to. Now, John, there's, let's talk about a big audacious goal. And I know mm. in the, we live in Melbourne mm. um, mm-hmm. and the Melbourne property market's Quite quite overpriced for some people. Mm. If I'm looking to buy a property in Melbourne, mm-hmm. what's a what's a smaller goal that I can look towards? Because mm-hmm. bu- building up that deposit, the stamp duty, all this stuff, mm-hmm. it can seem quite overwhelming. I just mm-hmm. oh give up. Like I'm not. Yeah. I can never get into property. And we hear that all the time, don't we? Mm-hmm. I can never buy a property in Melbourne. I'm going to rent forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. What can we do? What's a short short term thing? Maybe a 12 month goal we can look at. Yeah. So realistically, you might look at your situation and say, for me to buy a property in Melbourne, I've got to have hundred thousand dollars to step in you're going to throw a hundred thousand dollars out and you might have twenty thousand dollars saved already your goal might be as simple as i've saved 20 grand in a year i'm going to try and push that to 50 grand to make it an extra 30 and i'm going to make it 50. now you've got two options you could either just throw in the towel and say stuff it yeah or you could set yourself that goal now what you've seen me do there is i've set a goal that i would consider is pretty realistic I've done it with no accountability, no stretch. I've just kind of gone, this is what I've done. Can I go a step up? Mm. I haven't gone to myself and gone, nah, I'm going to nail 100. But the reality is you've saved 20. To get to 100, that's like you doing, I don't know, five kilo dumbbells and then pushing on to 50 kilo dumbbells straight away. Like, you're probably going to hurt yourself. You're probably not going to live a really good life out of it, Mm. okay? So, it's all about stepping things up, okay? Mm. And also enjoying the journey. Look, too many people are fascinated with the achievement of the goal. But you need to get in, you need to actually enjoy the journey. Now, I know this might sound a little bit materialistic, but I'm gonna share with you just how I enjoy the journey. So when I was a young boy, um, my dad in my, in my bedroom, he gave me two model cars. He gave me a Mustang, okay? An old 1965 Mustang and put it on, on the shelf um, and put a Porsche on the shelf. And I grew up always wanting a Mustang and a Porsche. Now, I would literally, even when I was young, I'd have on my wallpaper of my computer, I'd have Mustangs and Porsches, and and it was something for me to aspire to. Now, trying to say this in the most humblest way, yeah? I bought a Mustang. And yes, I enjoyed it. I had a brand new Mustang, drove it, loved the experience. But I can honestly tell you that I enjoyed the journey more to achieve that goal, which was really just a reward for my effort than the actual car itself. That, that's a funny one, John. I actually did know you had a Mustang. That's, that's, quite, that's quite exciting. Um, they're a fabulous car. Um, I'm, a bit, I'm pretty jealous. But you're right. It's the journey. If you're not enjoying mm-hmm. the journey, then what is the point? Mm-hmm. If, if you're only going to enjoy the peak of Everest, mm-hmm. that's a long climb, isn't it, mm-hmm. to not enjoy? Um, I noticed some research done, I think it was by Dr. Adam Fraser. He wrote the book Strive. Yeah. Um, and it's all about, it's, it's the journey. It's achieving the things along the way to that big goal. So achieving those mini goals to the big goal is where the enjoyment is and where the juice is. Mm. Um, so I, went, I remember when I read that, I was like, oh, this is great for my clients. I'm going mm. to put this on to them mm. and then enjoy that striving journey. And then we get to enjoy that every day with clients. It's like we get to achieve the goals with the clients. Mm. So as you, you can imagine for us, we get to achieve so many goals in our career mm. through other people, which is just fantastic. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing position that we're in. And for 
for you know for everyone that's listening and everyone that's watching it's it's about enjoying the journey and appreciating life you know um after buying that mustang mason i fell on on bad times Mm. actually done my back and i could i I had spinal surgery Mm. and i actually had to sell the mustang okay so this thing that i've kind of worked my backside off wanting to get to um my back went so when you talk about a straight line my life became quite a squiggly one and i remember sitting in the in the hospital um met it up a fair bit thinking i've got to get rid of this mustang and i did i sold it i I must admit like even when i sold it i had like a bit of a tear in my eye that i had to get rid of it but Mm. driving a car like that i just couldn't do it Mm. and um but it's around how i've conditioned myself to say okay well you got two options, John. You can either like sit there and say it's all over, you know, take the easy card, or do I strive for that next goal? Yeah. And I actually strive to my next goal, and I'm happy to share like my two next goals, which what what they were. So I said there was one car, there was a Mustang. Mm. The second car was a Porsche, mm. and I said if I could, if I could save for a Mustang. Mm-hmm. I could save for a Porsche. I said, but I need to put my business into a position that if an event like this ever happened again, that the business would still continue. Yeah. And once I got myself into that position, I can buy the Porsche. See that? Mm. So I'm goal setting, but I'm also, I've fallen backwards. I've gone, I've fallen literally on my back, but I've set up what my next goal is. And I bought the Porsche. Yeah, don't want to kind of, I do like, we do enjoy the car. I had to buy a four-wheel drive version because I can't drive the sports ones because of my back. But what I'm actually trying to say on this this, this whole thing about, even about my personal journey, mm. is just to think about the enjoyment of the journey. Now, do I jump in the car and go, oh my gosh, that's it job's done no job's not done job job now is around okay well now that that's got done what's the next one yeah and it's not around chasing the money it's not around chasing the materialistic things like to be honest with you i really don't see a massive difference between a toyota and a porsche like i'll be straight Mm. with you but it's more around setting that (coughs) that reward Mm -hmm. and thinking about that little boy who dreamt about having that and that's that 20 30 year journey Mm. and appreciating that 100% 100% and I think as well if you didn't enjoy the journey when that happened with you in the Mustang mm-hmm. you could have just collapsed on yourself it's like oh my Everest is now gone like yeah. I have to sell my Everest so to speak yeah. and it's like oh what's the point of aspiring to anything because it's just going to get taken away from me yeah. that was one path you could have gone down but you've obviously gone down this other path and in many ways you probably learnt a lot mm. from that initial journey and the, and the disappointment probably when you have to sell the, sell the Mustang. So in many ways it's probably a gift in itself. Yeah, 100%, it's always learnings and this is, this is the thing. So when you're looking at setting these goals and setting yourself up for 2023 and really working through the process to get through and having the reflection moments, just enjoy what you're going through. I th- it was the greatest thing you said before around life is not a rehearsal. It's, mm. it's you get one crack at it. So make a really, really good crack at it. And, mm. and for me, do I look back at my life and say, oh, I haven't given a crack? I've given a red hot crack. Yeah, an absolute red hot crack. Mm. And I remember being very, uh, I was in my high school years and one of the, a, a, a speaker came um, to school and I'll never forget this, a guy called Glenn Manton who used to play footy um, for Carlton. I think he had a stint at it. Did he have a stint at it? Maybe just Carlton. Anyway, 
Um, but what he said resonated with me for a long, long time. And he said, I'm oh, not directly to me, but I felt like it was a bit directed to me. He goes, the worst thing that you can ever think is if you're about to die and you think, what if? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that for me, it might sound morbid, but that really was my mantra for life. It mm-hmm. was around, I never want to think about like, what if? What if, what if I didn't start that business? Mm-hmm. Or what if I didn't make that investment call? Or what? And so when we're getting to these big audacious goals, a really, really good exercise to do, and we do it with our clients all mm-hmm. the time, is think about your life maybe 20, 30, 40 years from now, whenever you want to be. Looking back at your life, what does your dream life look like? What is your, what's your hero story? Mm-hmm. Now, no one's gonna, no one's gonna, you know, mark you on it, but write down your hero story, and then from there, figure out what the big audacious goal is. Mm-hmm. Now, your big audacious goal, you may, you may hate work, you may love work, you might say, you know what, I want to be in a position that by the time I'm 50, I don't need to work. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my big audacious goal. Everything after that, I'll figure it out. But for now, that's my big audacious goal. I want to put myself into a position. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be currently completely off that goal, like Mm. completely. You might have no passive income, your debt's out the roof. You might think that that is like so unimaginable, I'm never going to get there. The reality is, is if you don't write down the goal and don't write the process to get to the goal and then the accountability program to then stick to those goals to make them happen, Mm. you're not going to get there. So you've got one option, work for the rest of your life or work for way longer than you need to want to. Or two, build a plan and a framework to actually get there. Mm. And, and for me, obviously, the way I am, and you can see my passion, mm. I know no other way. But I'm trying to say for the listeners and the viewers, mm. this is the way. And it's not just my way. Mm. This is the way that has been proven and told. And these are not secrets. This is what everyone is telling you. Mm. You've just got to, in some ways, suck it up sometimes, do the hard work, get it done, write it down, mm. build a plan, build a framework. And if you can't do it yourself, outsource it Mm -hmm. like that's the beautiful thing we're also not talking about something that you have to do yourself (laughs) you can also outsource a lot of this stuff that's fantastic i think that's a really fantastic point and there's i know we need to wrap it up soon Mm -hmm. but there's one question i did want to ask you we're talking about this big audacious goal now Mm -hmm. in my head just now i'm thinking can we have too many big audacious goals is there a limit on the big audacious goals should we have one can we have two can we have three or can we have as many as we want john well what's what's your sort of rule on life yeah I, i think the biggest thing is is that one of the things you probably need to do is have one big audacious goal, but in regards to certain different facets of your life. So I think it's very hard to have two, like, two maybe big audacious financial goals. Like you could probably nail it to one, mm-hmm. yeah? But you can also have a financial goal and you might have a career goal. Different things, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, you might have a family-orientated goal and you might have a spiritual goal. Mm. And if you if you refer to what they call the wheel of life, if you just type it into Google, you'll see it kind of everywhere. There's all of these different facets to live a fulfilled life. So if you can set your goals in regards to those particular areas, I think one big audacious goal and then work down to then those steps to get to that big audacious goal. I think that's a really great way to end it. Oh no, I'm feeling motivated just having this conversation with you, John. I know you're a very motivating person, as you know, and that's why you're so good at your job. But I'm I'm feeling really good about 2023 already. So I think that's a really great place to end it. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's uh, I I live my life like this. I love what I do, and it's an amazing life that we all live. So um, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to uh, jumping on for the next episode. Have a great one. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cash Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. 
And if you want to learn more about me, jump onto my Instagram at, at thejohncasher and you'll find me there or at my website at www.johncasher.com.au. Thanks for listening. Cheers.